And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this edition here of Show Blitz here of the Mass Steel Podcast as we're getting ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers versus Green Bay Packers pregame show as Pittsburgh Steelers will be traveling down to Lambeau Field this afternoon to be uh, taking on the Green Bay Packers, who are 2-1-1, and, and the Steelers uh, flip the switch on that one, the opposite, 1-2 and two right now. Uh, right now, as the Steelers are able to win this game, they can pull in the 2-2, two two, which Packers will also drop to that same record as well. A lot at stake right here so far. It's been a tumultuous uh, offseason so far. I mean, uh, concerns around the offensive line. A lot of hesitation, a lot of uh, grass cause for concern right now. But you got to look at it right now is this right now. Mike Thomas, as long as he is still the head coach, he will continue to keep this team uh, fighting. The only question is, will he decide to pull the plug on Ben Rosberger a little bit sooner, uh, not just from a performance standpoint, but also just from a health standpoint? I mean, can Ben be able to keep up with this offensive line right now? We see him still pull up the numbers. I mean – later in games, but as far as, like, keeping them protected, on top of barely not having enough running lanes, we shall find out. Anyway, once again, you guys can follow me on social media. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it is simply at CJR, and on Instagram, it is at Nation right now. Steelers uh, go against Green Bay Packers. Packers lead the all-time uh, series right now. Uh, against the Steelers right now going into this uh, contest as uh, we look at it uh, for the time being here is uh, they seem to come out on a losing uh, stick in this one versus the Packers uh, all time. Good news is they have uh, won. I mean, uh, since, I mean, uh, 2005, they've been unbeaten versus Packers in regular season uh, play. They have been 4-0 in the regular season, unfortunately, in the Super Bowl, where they got them where it mattered. Uh, they have lost that game. So it brings the Pittsburgh Steelers to 4-1 and one this millennium right now. And uh, getting back to uh, versus uh, Packers going into this uh, game right now for the Steelers. Like I said, the Green Bay Packers, they lead this series uh, with 19 wins and the, and the 19 wins and 16 losses right now. And uh, right now, when you look at, I mean, you have to go back as far as to 1995, the last time the Packers lost the game at home in Lambeau Field to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's when the Steelers went to 11-5. They were in the Super Bowl that year, coming up short to the Dallas uh, Cowboys. So it's been a while right now. And speaking of being a while right now, too, I mean, how crazy is this? Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers have met only two times in their career, head-to-head versus one another. 
2009 and Heinz Field, which is a crazy high-scoring game, which Steelers did come out on top of that one. That was 37 to 36 in that game. And I want to say uh, in that game, let's take a look real quick. Should pull it up real fast. That game in 2009 where they uh, won that game versus the Packers, you saw Mike Wallace, he got the winning pass from uh, Ben Rosberger right there uh, as uh, time had expired right there uh, to pull, pull, win that game, 37-36. Those, those didn't end up going to uh, miss the playoffs that season as defending Super Bowl champions. But what would happen uh, later on, too, when we saw Aaron Rodgers, he would get hurt quite a few times uh, throughout his uh, career where he was unavailable in games in 2013 and 2017 where they faced each at Lambeau and Heinz Field. I mean, you look back in uh, 2013, the one injury uh, they had right there where he uh, got hurt. Uh, he he uh, fractured his uh, left clavicle in a uh, Monday night uh, loss uh, to the Bears that season right there. And then uh, later on, too, back in 2017, uh, he was uh, he suffered a shoulder injury to the Minnesota Vikings' Anthony Barr, which ironically, two injuries suffered to MC North opponents. Now, the funny thing about that, too, I mean, you have a clavicle and then a shoulder injury right there. Uh, basically... Guess who the Steelers ended up having to face that season? They had to face like NFC North opponents, as they will be facing again this season. Now, uh, when you look at this game right now and uh, what's at stake uh, for the time being, I, I will say this: I think definitely you got a lot riding on this game right now. I mean, I mean, you look at the Steelers' standpoint. I mean, they're trying to get some sort of confidence right now. I mean, of course, they're at the bottom of their division right now, uh, losing to the Bengals at home in Heinz Field. But then the Bengals also just saw uh, one a uh, crucial game versus the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars right there uh, this past uh, Thursday night as uh, the Bengals they defeated the Jaguars twenty four to twenty one in that uh, contest right there. I mean basically, and you look at it right there. I mean, for the week four uh, matchup in that game, you, you saw uh, Evan McPherson uh, nail a 35-yard field goal to win that game 24-21 for the Bengals right now. They're still in first place right now. So if the Steelers lose this game, they could end up being two games uh, behind the Bengals. You want to try and keep this at one game uh, so far for right now. They got a game and a half lead on them right now. Uh, for the time being. So this is going to be uh, very vital right now, uh, if you ask me, because uh, guess who you got coming out uh, following this game? Uh, they're going to be in Heinz Field versus Denver Broncos, and then also once again at home versus Seattle Seahawks. And then you're going to have your bye week where they'll be facing the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. So if there is a time right now where they really need to get going. This The time is definitely right now, uh, shall I say more, uh, for, for this uh, contest. So they're going to be having four games here. I did mention it is the month of October right now. October, as I usually like to refer to it. Hopefully, uh, 
Spells good uh, dividends for the Steelers going into this right now. Mike Tomlin in the month of October. Uh, shall I say any more? 38 and 14, whatever going into this month right now. Uh, last five seasons uh, back in 2016, the Steelers are 14 and 4 lifetime. They're 16 and 8 on the road uh, in October. I mean, just, I mean, think about some of the crucial games they have uh, won in that month. Now, I will say this. I think when you also look at uh, Mike Tomlin, I think probably like the only bad year he probably had as far as like in the month of October, if we're going to take a look at it uh, for him, I, I probably have to say like uh, probably like the last bad month he probably had. Uh, if we go back and uh, research, I want to say it was 2016. That's probably where he had a bad luck month. Usually, like, once one of his uh, hotter months right there. And, yeah, basically, they they split that month where they went two and two. They started off good, defeating the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York uh, Jets, both in Heinz Field, by the way. And then they will go on a two-game losing streak on the road against the Miami uh, Dolphins. And then a week later, at home in Heinz Field, first New England Patriots defeating Super Bowl. Uh, no, no, excuse me against the New England uh, Patriots that year. So you look at it from those standpoints, uh, this is where they're at right now. Uh, you got, like, the odds going into this game right now. Take a look at Oddshark before I want while they're doing some research on this game. Oddshark uh, has these uh, two teams right now. Uh, the over-under set for 48 uh, points in this uh, contest right now. Uh, with the Packers being six and a half uh, points uh, favorite, and I can definitely uh, see that right now. I mean, the Packers for uh, this season, when you look at it, I mean, all the points that they have scored right now. I mean, for I mean, the most part going into this game. I mean, of course, you had that one bad hiccup versus New Orleans Saints. Uh, seems like it's war on the bridge. Seems like it was just yesterday how they lost that one, only scoring three points in that contest. But, I mean, ever since that game, they have uh, scored uh, 65 uh, points, uh, 68 points for the entire year. I mean, making the uh, Packers right now about 24 points a game What when you look at it. And uh, for, for the most part, I mean, right now, I mean, uh, yeah, that's where we got to look at right now. Uh, for, for this year, going into this game, about over, like, 23 points a game, basically. So, excuse me, not 24, 23 points a game. We already know what Aaron Rodgers is capable of. Of course, I mean, you look at the whole offseason right now, he's definitely pondering a lot where he was going to possibly be uh, not wanting to come back to the Packers. He was uh, pretty uh, hesitant and uh, very uh, strong his demeanor up until that point right there. Definitely a lot of uh, feelings were hurt. I mean, needless to say, throughout this whole entire process right now. And, I, you know, it was just uh, really curious. I mean, was he ever going to consider coming back? I mean, playing for the Packers again. I mean, we just did not know, I mean, uh, for this time. I mean, he was hosting Jeopardy at that point. To show you, like, where his mind was at. I mean, some people were possibly wondering if he was preparing for his retirement a little bit early. 
also playing golf with Tom Brady throughout the season. Same guy who he lost to in the NFC Championship game. And you think of a guy like Aaron Rodgers right now. I mean, you look at the tail of two quarterbacks right now. You got a guy like Aaron Rodgers right now who feels like he's done more than enough uh, share for this franchise to position themselves in a winning culture. But not only that, I mean, just feels like he's being slighted in a way where he's being disrespected and not getting enough, like, uh, being welcome for ideas he's trying to bring to the team to try and prove them overall as a whole. I mean, listen, I mean, you're, you're going to have these moments right now. I think for the most part, when you look at it, you digest. I mean, this is a business at the end of the day, yes. But I think one of the sins you do not want to make when you got, like, a team that's so historic as Packers, but when you also got people, I mean – I mean, just stars in a general uh, sports franchise that have proved to bring so much success and a lot of contributions. The last thing you want to do is rub your uh, top premium talent, your cornerstone stars of this franchise. You actually want to start doing is rub them the wrong way. I mean, at some point, I think you do start to set a bad precedent for what's come in the future of this organization. Now, when you look at a guy like uh, – Aaron Rodgers, I mean, who still insisted he still wants to finish his career as Green Bay uh, Packer, I mean, for the most part. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, for right now, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, he is uh, still signed right now. He's still under contract right now through the 2023 uh, season right now. And uh, he just recently restructured his contract, converting $14.46 million of his salary into a sign bonus. And the Packers are adding a voidable year 2023. And were, they were able to create $10 million in cash space for 2021. Now, it, they said it will void uh, some days prior to the start of the 2023 uh, year. So there you have it right there. And then you look at the other uh, tail right now on the other side, Bob Rosper. I mean, uh, pretty much being very distraught how their season ended last year. I mean, when you, when you look at, like, uh, losing uh, five out of your remaining uh, six games, I mean, in that span, I mean, do everything the, the way it ended ugly. Five out of your six remaining uh, games, I mean, and then just, yeah. It just, it just doesn't get any uh, worse than that. And then just losing four of remaining uh, five regular season games. I mean, during that time. I mean, it was definitely a better taste right there. I mean, you lose your right-hand man and Marquise Pauly, your uh, policy, your center right there. Uh, definitely uh, very hurt. New offense line. You had Alejandro Villanueva, uh, who got released. I mean, he went over to the Baltimore Ravens. Then you also had David DeCastro. He got released uh, for a non-football-related injury. We got, like, a brand-new offensive line right now, uh, which is clearly showing some communication struggles right now. So let's go uh, take a look at the roster right now. According to Dale Lally of DK Pittsburgh Sports, uh, Scott Novak's uh, crew right now, they're working the game uh, for today's contest. Uh, they called uh, 60 penalties in their three games this season and where they call 20 per game. He's refereeing the Eagles and Falcons game uh, this year. Uh, were in that game, 32-14. to 14. Washington football team and New York Giants 
29-11 Lions-Ravens game right there. Uh, we saw it in a uh, controversial fashion right there where they put extra seconds back on the clock uh, when it looked like the time had already hit zero when the ball was still in Lamar's hands or the ball was being released. Whatever the case was, it still set up a game-winning field goal, 66 yards uh, by Justin Tucker right there. I mean, for this season right here. And uh, they're able to uh, escape that game right there. You know, the the uh, win, ups, I mean, not a decisive win, but a win nonetheless over the Detroit Lions right there. Yeah, 66 yards, uh, which I understand seems to be the longest in NFL uh, history uh, for that moment. And you take a look at it. And, yeah, it's uh, definitely right now, yeah, it's uh, points right now, I mean, for most part, but you're also looking at it right now, emergency to say the least, as we take a look at everything going into this uh, contest right now. I mean, you look at everything else in, the t- in this season, Green Bay Packers, they're in first place. Heroes are quite the opposite. Uh, they are worse in their division right now uh, for the prospective teams. And definitely some uh, tough sledding along the way, as I just mentioned. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of which, uh, going into this, the inactives for today's game, uh, Missy Matthews, the Steelers uh, team reporter, and also host Steelers Live, has mentioned at the Steelers today, it will be without uh, wide receiver Chase Claypool. He has been out. He's been downgraded out uh, yesterday due to a hamstring suffered in practice on Thursday, as well as defense tackle Carlos Davis who has a knee injury, uh, right tackle, Chuk Wuma Okorafor, uh, concussion, and guard Rashad Tower ankle are ruled out for this game. So definitely uh, not the best of sledding, but the good news is, too, uh, Ms. Matthews did report that Zach Barron was one of three players who returned to practice on Wednesday from the reserve and injured list. So once a player is able to return to practice and they're uh, – on the 53-man roster after September 1st. Uh, basically, I mean, this has been a popular role. It's been back for the second straight year where a team has 21 days to activate them on the active roster. If it's not after 21 days, usually like the day after that 21st day, I want to say, uh, they, I don't think they could, they, they're able to be eligible to play for the regular season or the playoffs. An unlimited number of players can return to practice and eligible after missing only three weeks. And like I said, I mean, once, I mean, uh, missing after missing three weeks, they're eligible to return to practice. From there, they'll have 21 days to activate that player on the roster. And uh, right now on defense, according to DLI, now this is where the good news starts. To take a little bit. Hopefully this will be a sign for today. I mean, when you look at Steelers, they'll be getting outside linebackers back in today's game. And boy, do they need these two guys because I, Definitely seen the difference, like uh, in the pass rush, the last few games, especially last week. I mean, who would have thought that they would have no sacks uh, versus the Bengals? Definitely a new look Bengals team, no joke for right now. But uh, right now they're getting back T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. And when you really look at it too, I mean, for the overall consensus of this uh, game right now, I mean, I mean, how important is that? I mean, it was definitely uh, huge for right now. Because, I mean, when you look at, like like I mentioned not too long ago, Keith Butler, who is currently the defense coordinator, 
I mean, for this team right now, I mean, you had like uh, most of your sacks since the years he's been defensive core there has come from the edge rushers, more particularly your outside linebackers. I mean, basically for right now. And uh, this is where you have to like be a little bit careful right now. I mean, if you're the Steelers, I mean, in this uh, predicament here, I mean, yeah, you got to be just playing a lot more uh, smarter here. But, I mean, for the most part right now, let, let's see. I think uh, definitely a guy like TJ Watt, who's definitely been dealing with a groin injury right now, hopefully that does not get any worse throughout the season. I mean, that's kind of something where we got to hold our breath on, uh, make sure something that does not linger throughout the season. Remember, he's been having a good guaranteed uh, contract, I mean, uh, prior to the start of the regular season. He has been uh, taken care of, I mean, which is good news right now. But for the most part, too, I mean, listen, I mean, when when you go through what the Steelers have been doing right now, I, I just don't understand the thinking. Here's the part that just drives me a little bit crazy. It's like how you blitz less the first game for the Buffalo Bills. Blitz only one time off their 56 uh, quarterback uh, dropbacks right there. And you look at that game, I mean, think about it. They play a very good, spectacular defense game in that contest. I mean, listen, I mean, for, for that game right there, I mean, I mean, still giving up 371 yards. I mean, holds the uh, passing of 254 yards, kept that on the 300 yards passing, but still had three sacks in that game just for blitzing one time. I mean, and still, I mean, and, and then not only that, too, I mean, in that contest, look what also happened, too, the penalties right there. They were playing some disciplined football in that game. Only five penalties versus the Buffalo Bills, eight. And that, that was it right there. So, I mean, yeah, it was uh, definitely not the prettiest of games right there. Of course, Najee Harris didn't have his best debut, but overall as a team, they did rush for, I mean, 75 yards off 21 carries. Thanks to the large part, I mean, of course, Najee Harris, I mean, he didn't have his best debut. I mean, 60 carries, 45 yards, but Chase Claypool had one carry for 25 yards off of a great play in that game. And uh, there we have it right there. So you also look across, like, the division right now, going into this uh, matchup right now, I mean, for today. I mean, outside of it. I mean, the Bengals have already beat the Jaguars right now. So you look at this year right now. I mean, who else you got around the scope right now? I mean, when you look at, like, your opponents who are going to be uh, facing off right now, you're going to be having the Baltimore uh, Ravens this week. Uh, going into this uh, matchup right now. Baltimore Ravens, they're going to be uh, facing the Denver Broncos uh, in Denver at Empower High, Empower Field at Mile High. And they're going to also be having the Cleveland Browns right now uh, facing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, that's going to be a noon game. That's going to be starting off in uh, less than a few minutes be here. So, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, I'm getting ready to go right now to switch into uh, this portion of the podcast right now. As we look at, I mean, let's just real quick before we're going further, the offensive line right now. Uh, according to 
analyst, Merrill Hodge, who contributes for the Steelers, former analyst for NFL on ESPN, he says the issues uh, stem for two things, lines cohesion and mechanics. And then he says uh, definitely when watch them on film study, he said like uh, right there uh, when he was – who makes an appearance on WDBE uh, weekly, he says that they went back to a lot of blocking schemes. Their pad level is so high that they get no movement. They're blocking with their chest, and they're, go- and they're doing a dance at the line of scrimmage. You can't run the ball like that. Even when you got two guys on one, they get no movement. And then they don't come off and block another guy. And then about 30% of the time, they miss an assignment, so they have somebody accounted for. So, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> that, excuse me, that definitely explains a lot as far as, like, what you're seeing uh, being, like, uh, produced from this offensive line right here, which needs to be a heck of a lot better. And to be, be brutally honest you, I mean, they definitely need a wake-up call right now. I mean, you cannot say a job right now. I mean, yes, I mean, people want to be, like, be a little bit concerned about the run game. I mean, and people want to point to the offensive line. Yeah. But the problem is, too, you had to hold one of your assistant coaches outside of Mike Tomlin accountable for that. And uh, one guy who I'm definitely looking at, I mean, who's supposed to be uh, help making an improvement on this, I mean, when you look at the coaches here they got, I mean, one guy in particular I'm looking at uh, for this year is Adrian Clem. I mean, it has uh, done nothing so far, but also another guy – on here who I get a little frustrated with when I'm looking at, like, as far as, like, coaches, Eddie Faulkner. Three years, I believe, I mean, with the Steelers right now. I mean, for for the most part, I mean, I, I mean, just being close to dead last, I mean, last place, I mean, for this season, the year before, and then, like, around 28th, 29th, between 20th and 30th. Either way, it's, like, towards average top five, young top three bottom of the league. And uh, that's just – you cannot be having that. You cannot be satisfied with that. I mean, with, with this team right now. I mean, Sean Surrett, who was last year, a year ago, Adrian Clem, I'm not seeing any, like, uh, slightly improvement, any better uh, quality for right now. So – I, I think your running backs coach has to do a little bit of a better job, have to involve Najee Harris a little bit more. So let's go ahead and get into uh, Keys' game, uh, get ready to wrap this up right now as we uh, look at it. Uh, key number one for today's uh, game, uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers' pass defense. I mean, you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I mean, don't let the pass yards uh, fully, fully right now. I mean, for right now, I mean, the – Green Bay Packers will either passing great 22nd in the league. But you know how, like, uh, Aaron Rodgers likes to take care of that football right there because it's going to lead to, like, a, whoever wins this uh, turnover battle, too. And right now, I mean, the turnover ratio right now for the Packers uh, is plus one, which ranks 11th. Steelers right now for this season, season are minus one, which is 22nd in the league. So you better darn sure believe right now. I'm looking for guys like – uh, Joe Hayden to help out a guy like Cam Sutton right now. Uh, maybe a guy like James Pierre. What else can they do right now to help out on this defense? Because honestly, I'm, I'm a little concerned about like uh, covering in the passing game here. And this is just where you cannot be satisfied right now. 
from what we've seen the last couple of years. And I think, it, I mean, Steven Nelson's uh, loss, I mean, it's definitely proven to be valuable so far. So I'm going to look at that right now. Uh, do not get burned by uh, Aaron Rodgers and try to contain his, one of his favorite weapons, uh, Devontae Adams. He is key in their top receiver with 25 receptions for 309 yards with a touchdown. I mean, also look at Marquise Valdez-Scanton, too. He's another guy who Aaron Rodgers liked to target a lot last year and definitely caught some good touchdown grabs for him. So that's going to be key number one. Key number two for this game, be patient trying to blitz Aaron Rodgers. Steelers have blitzed 14 times off 115 quarterback dropbacks. Week one versus Bills, they blitzed once off of six dropbacks. Held the Bills with 16 points. And you know a guy like uh, Aaron Rodgers, whenever you try and blitz this guy, it's usually a big mistake right there. If you're going to blitz him, you better make sure you uh, time it right and get in his face and, like, uh, give him no chance. Uh, that's going to be key number two. Be patient on the blitz. Be balanced once again. And then last but, uh, then last but not least, or no, key number three, involve Pat Fryer move more. He has caught eight out of his ten targets for 82 yards with a touchdown while averaging 10.3 uh, yards a catch right now. You need to get your tight ends involved more because – I can already see it right now. Deontay Johnson is probably getting a lot of targets in today's game. I and mean, we would chase Claypool being out, including like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, uh, for this game. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, I mean, he was a full participant on uh, Friday, but still, I think you want to be careful in those in those regards. And last but not least, if you're going to go into another uh, key in this game, just play discipline football. Because for right now, I mean, penalties right now for this season has definitely been a uh, killer right now, especially on the offensive line right now. I think they had like about 10 penalties last week uh, versus the Bengals right now. You got to keep that under control. You saw how many beautiful times where Najee Harris had some good plays and yards game, only had to be uh, held back due to like a holding or uh, pass interference on offense. So that's my keys to the game. Uh, again, you guys can follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at MetaSocialCGR and on Instagram at MetaSocialNation. As I leave you, we'll be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, sirs. Here we go. Here we go.